from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. Whoa! All right, what's going on? So we're what's gonna, up? Today is all about toxins. Toxins. Toxins, toxins and the exposure to toxins and what's going on in your body and this is a topic i think most people just want to ignore and they're like oh i'm pretty good that's when you, when you hear somebody say that you know that they're really they have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> it's true it just so happens it applies to nutrition too mm-hmm. so anytime someone says i eat pretty good or i do pretty good i know that it's just like dude i can tell it's not going to be great so we're going to get into some of the the nuts and bolts of what it means to be toxin Toxic exposure to toxins, mm-hmm. what's going on in your house right now, um, what your kids are exposed to. Um, it's all great, but it's going to be a little paranoid. And it, it, <laughs> it, could, it could cause some paranoia. It's going to cause some paranoia for and sure. I know some of the people that we know, if they're listening, they're going to get going to get completely freaked out. I think we actually have some people who may sell everything and just go live in like a tent in the woods. Yeah. well, And live off the earth. It depends on the type of tent because there's probably chemicals on that too. <laughs> All right, so so here's where we are. So the condition is this. The human body, to work the way it's supposed to, there's a proper balance as far as um, acidic and alkaline. Um, mm-hmm. There's a balance between inflammatory and non-inflammatory, pro and just anti-inflammatory. And within those conditions, I kind of equate the body like a fish tank. If one of those things are too out of balance, you kill your fish. Right. Right. And cells, um, it's been shown that cells can live, if they're fed nutrition and oxygen in a regular state consistently, mm-hmm. they can live for a very long time. But as soon as you start bringing in things that changes their environment, they die. Right. Cells do. Right. And our body is nothing but a constant state of turnover as far as your, your cells. Correct. Makes sense so far, right? Makes sense so far. Okay. So. I'm with you. When you. How does this pertain to us? What's going on right now is we see, let's start with the emasculation of the population. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've got masculinity. I know that this is a big political topic, but if you (laughs) just look in general, the masculine male, and I'm not talking about their behavior, I'm talking about it's testosterone that makes male male. Right. And part of the reason I think it's becoming so rare to find male males Mm -hmm is that the testosterone and hormone production in guys is so uh, impacted, mm-hmm. negatively affected by our environment that one, sperm counts are down for guys, yeah, fertility's down for women, males aren't being born at the rate they were, so now most of the population is being born female. Right. And it just happens to be, coincidentally, masculinity is under attack because most people aren't very masculine anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... If we're looking at the balance in the body, we talked about, uh, I'd already said, um, pH balance, uh, inflammatory balance, and now we've got uh, the way the endocrine system functions and how Mm -hmm. all those cells come together and they help us live a healthier lifestyle the way we're supposed to. Exactly. And I thought one of the other things to add to it um, along the exact same line is the fact that um, women... I shouldn't even say women. I should say girls are hitting puberty at a very, very young age now. And people are, I think, not paying attention to why that might might really be. 
Like people are just saying, oh, well, you know, girls are, sorry, y'all, but girls are getting their periods much younger now. And it's like, oh, that's just a thing. It's just kind of the new way of life. And it's like, okay, but well, it's, it's we need not, to look into why. It's not just that, but people are like, oh, milk is safe. Mm-hmm. You know, the way our, our dairy and um, meat products are all raised and processed, that mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, none of those matter. Grass-fed doesn't matter. Right. Uh, organic doesn't matter. But you hit the nail on the head. You're starting to look at the development of the chil- of the children. Yes. Child development has absolutely changed in the mm-hmm. last 10, 15 years. And people are just kind of like, well, there's just like you said, they started earlier. Exactly. How many nine-year-olds do you know are supposed to start their cycles? Exactly. Nine. Well, nine. But you know what's funny? Nine, even when I was growing up, that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't like shock and awe. But it the was, youngest, it wasn't. it wasn't. Now there's more doing that. But it's not nine now. Now it's seven and eight and it's like do you actually think about the fact that i have had conversations with people their second grade daughter like that's second grade there's a problem oh my god yeah it's crazy all right so it's gonna start with here's the here's the funny thing people think well my home is safe and the worst (laughs) part is your home is probably the least safe place that you've got i'm laughing because this is where the paranoia starts i I grew up in a hundred year old house Mm -hmm. literally like built by my great grandparents, old ass house. I played with lead paint, guaranteed. <laughs> I've got lead in my system, <laughs> All right? And I think I'd mentioned before. I used to think it was cool to collect mercury out of uh, thermo- the, the yeah, thermometers. The thermometers. Yeah, guess what? That'll that'll mess you up. So <laughs> all this stuff that I did growing up, um, the exposure back then was based on the environmental. Which right. they stopped making lead and paint. They stopped putting lead in gasoline. They mm-hmm. kind of reduced it. And people are like, "Well, it's the modern age." We had that scare a couple of years ago where toys from China were covered in lead paint. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? I forgot and, about that. And here it is, babies sucking on, you know, little Tonka toys and they're covered in the bad stuff. Right. So the to start the conversation, what I was looking for was an, an exact number. I tried to do a little preliminary research and just say, how many chemicals does the adult body have? And there, there's nothing that's bedrock solid. I, right. I can't give you a number and say, this is what we're exposed to. I want to say at one time I had heard in one of my seminars, it was close to 2,000, mm-hmm. 2,000 different types of chemicals, um, obviously the majority of them man-made. Right. We're not just talking about lead exposure or mercury exposure. Right. Um, these are things that <laughs> humans have created. Um, now, the average person, the one article that we were reading, um, and this was on BigThink.com, um, the average person uses nine personal care products per day and... Women somewhat put some thought into, is there bad stuff in my makeup? But people forget some. about deodorant. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people go deodorant, but then you've got shampoo, soap, yep. the cosmetics, the skincare as far as the lotions, your nail polish. If you go to a nail shop, if you're using acetone to take um, the, the gel nails off, mm-hmm. there's everything you touch, not man-made, disrupts the body's balance. So right. we're going to go back to start feathering this in and say, the body's got no way to get rid of it, and it can't protect itself from it. It's not mm-hmm. like a virus where your body kills it off. It comes in and stays in. Right. Um, there are instances, and we'll get into it kind of towards the end here, on how you can clean up your act a little bit. But once it's in there and your endocrine system has been disrupted, hormone creation is impacted, mm-hmm. you stop being you, especially the longer the exposure. Um, males stop being male. Um, estrogen production has changed in women as well. It kind of changes the way things are for them. Right. So we have to kind of identify those things. Mm-hmm. And it goes beyond just doing natural deodorant. 
the, I wish that I wish it was that simple. Which, by the way, it never seems to work. I know you, you just you smell. It stinks. It's, it doesn't work. That's the problem. <laughs> so a lot of people say swear by a salt stick or a salt stick, and it's like baking soda or something. That's got to be great when you're shaving your underarms. <laughs> you put salt under there. That's great. Um, so scientists are now saying that it's so bad and there's so little they can do that they're actually diagnosing people and they're talking about the chemical body burden. And it's what the chemical influence is on the individual. So you have a kid that has developmental issues, the chemical body burden affects them. Obviously, you take your kid to the doctor and you say, doc, my kid can't pay attention in school. They're poorly behaved. They're right. rotten. Nobody takes them to kind of an endocrinologist and says, what has my kid been exposed to? Because it absolutely will affect behavior, attitude, learning, discipline, it all falls apart. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I always I love the conversations with parents where they do take their kid and they're they don't try to say that their, you know, behavior is bad because of a situation, but it's like they actually take a hard look at their diet, you know, mm. the furniture in their house, the whole slew of things that really can have some pretty terrifying toxins in them. Who was it? So it was um I think it was Poliquin. I was at one of his seminars and he was talking about how the guys put on Axe spray yeah. for the ladies, yep. but that it has so disrupted their testosterone production that they actually don't know what to do with them when they get there. So the idea <laughs> is I'm going to draw on the ladies and I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not masculine enough to follow through with it. So that that's straight up the way that dude was. I mean, but he's like, you know, they get there and it's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Exactly. So <laughs> that might not even be related to acts. That could be women in general. <laughs> well, it gets into the body sprays, um, the colognes, mm -hmm. everything you put on your body. Remember, it just doesn't sit on the skin and, and wash off. It's absorbed. Your, right. your skin is an organ and everything you expose it to, it's no different than your kidneys and your liver. It's mm -hmm. the exact same thing. And the more you sweat, the more your pores open up, the more you take that stuff in. Right. And of course, all the areas on your body that are typically hot, and that's where people put most of the chemicals and the baby powders, even baby powder came out a while ago as being a problem. Right. Um, There's okay. some scary stuff around us. So just regroup, uh, real recap real quick. We're talking about shampoos, conditioners, deodorants, lotions, creams, cologne, perfume, and cosmetics. So they were talking about nine products, but that equaled close to 129 unique chemicals. Ugh. That's every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, EWG is a great resource to go check out. It's the Environmental Working Group. I think it's a .org. But you can go up there and put in any product, and they will give you the toxic load of that thing. Yeah, it's so simple to follow, too. Like, you don't have to have an understanding of even what different toxins are by, you know, name. They just give a rating. It's like, so a, it's kind it's like of a grade, like, right? It is. And the coolest thing is, is it's kind of just like... There, it takes all the guessing out for you. So if there's like a specific shampoo and conditioner combo you use, you can go right up on that site and enter it in and it gives a rating. And then I think it's, it gives how much information they actually have on that product to back the rating. So it's a pretty great resource. So, so two things, see if it's, see if it's a bad product, but two, right. if it's not on there, that's not good either. Right. I mean, so you want to stay away from people that won't let their stuff get tested for those types of purposes. Oh, yeah. And ladies, some of these big makeup companies, which, of course, I'm not going to say the name of, y'all really might want to wonder why you can't find some information about them. Oh, boy. It's freaky. Like, their stuff is on lockdown, and it's not on lockdown because they're worried it's somebody's going to copy their formula. It's on lockdown because there's dangerous. some bad crap in it. Um. 
Okay, so we we kind of covered a little bit that your cosmetics and what you put on your body is dangerous. Right. But then let's when's the last time like how, we've opened up furniture. I mean, you bring yeah. I won't say any company names, but we brought stuff home, and there's a tag on the furniture that says mm-hmm. the. The stain or the chemicals in this product have been known in the state of California to cause cancer. Exactly. You just rip the tag off because you don't want to acknowledge. I was like, what are they talking about? Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? How many people just cut off the tag because it hangs? Like if you get a couch, it like hangs below it and it's more annoying than anything. (laughs) You know? Well, that doesn't cause cancer in Virginia. That's only California. (laughs) It's not my problem. Um, Now, when you get with with regard to furniture, Mm -hmm. and I was always more concerned with old things like flame retardants you had that scotch fabric protector you had these things that went on um couches and chairs it was once that once that stuff dried off and became um volatile right when you sit on the couch and that little poom of dust comes up off of it oh gosh you breathe that in that's not dust it's not strictly dust it's (laughs) it's every chemical (laughs) or dog care right (laughs) every chemical in that couch you just now kicked it up and your entire family's breathing it in. Mm-hmm. And it, my kind of thought was, well, that's old furniture in particular because the new stuff, they're probably phasing it out. They're not. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole slew of issues that are going on and it's volatile organic compounds. So VOCs, these are things that when you actually bring furniture home, you've got uh, formaldehyde, um, benzene, uh, vinyl acetate, all these things, PFOAs, and then you got the polybromides and the phthalates. All these things are found in your furniture from the plastics, the fabric, uh, the artificial fabrics. What happens is they actually vent gas for a period of time. That's so terrifying. once you bring something home, um, what some of these groups are suggesting is that you need to let it air out for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't bring it into your house right away because as it continues to vent, it will kind of... What's the big thing in the basements we got to watch for? It's um, the toxic gas that comes oh, up. Oh, radon? Radon builds up in your basement. Well, it turns out your furniture, especially all you new homeowners, you bought all that new furniture, your house is full of, to- it's, it's got that new car smell, right? but everything you're smelling is toxic and dangerous. So when you walk in and you enjoy that kind of, ah, it's, right. it's not good. <laughs> Have you done um, any research at all or is there anything? So, I mean, in all honesty, how many people are going to go out and buy a couch and stick it on their deck and let it air out? Like, is there, if you can't or it's, pouring down rain or whatever and you literally can't you can't put it in your garage with the door open or you don't have a garage is there anything like have you read anything actually there's a it's kind of silly but air purifiers okay they make poc cleaners so they're they're meant to filter specifically pco cleaner sorry they're meant to filter out the gases that come off some of this furniture so nice the big thing let's say you bring something home and it's a you assemble it Mm mm-hmm cut the thing open and let it sit out on the deck or in the garage for a night Mm -hmm. and just let that thing vent out Um, Mm -hmm. because you know the higher concentration is going to be as soon as you open it you take in a good breath of everything that's in there the thing hasn't been open since taiwan you know it's you're going to suck in everything that's in there um so in like the most perfect world ever you you cut all that stuff out outside so you take the packaging so like you would open your couch mattress whatever it is and you just got to let let it get out Mm -hmm. um Baking soda is another one. So since VOCs are acidic, baking soda can actually absorb that in. It might look a little weird that you've got a couple of things of baking soda on your couch, but a night or two and let it soak it up. It'll attract them and actually absorb them. House plants is another big one. So yes. if you've got more plants in the house, yes. plants will soak up all that bad crap in your house and it puts out just clean, good oxygen. That's funny. I was actually going to say that. 
Um, charcoal filters, you can put those in just your house vents. So mm-hmm. um, where your air, air intake in the house goes and obviously where it's blowing out, you can filter at that end as well. Other than that, off-gassing is the big thing. Um, and remember, some of the furniture, it can take up to six months before it's all gone. And that's in your lacquers, your clear sets, your um, any plastic that's in there. When mm. kids go and they touch and play and everything else, it's directly going into them. Mm. So now that now you got your furniture scare. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, your second scare of the day is furniture. Well, you these are all hidden toxins. And like Ed said, the, the, those scare me because... We talked about the bounce, and it's one thing for cells to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start getting into disruptive cell behavior, then you start looking at um, that's where cancer comes from. Yep. When cells don't aren't created properly and they don't die properly, mm-hmm. then cancers and tumors develop. And we had talked about proper balance, and now the school of thought is inflammation. If you go to the doctor... Hey, doctor, I don't feel good. Doctor says you have cancer. Doctor treats cancer. But wouldn't it be great if 10 years before that discussion, the doctor said, hey, based on the inflammation levels of what I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just, this gets a lot deeper than just regular panels and blood checks and everything else. You want to go in. It's got to be some type of a deeper discovery. Wouldn't it be great if the doctor said, look, at the rate we're looking, we see a lot of inflammation in your major organs, Mm -hmm. and we see that whatever you got going on in your diet or your environment your body's not do- doing exactly what it's supposed to. The balance is off. Right. So now inflammation is an early indicator to illness, disease, cancer. So you want to reduce inflammation as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep the endocrine system functioning properly. So xenoestrogens is what we call the things that get into the body that don't belong there. Mm-hmm. So once you've, once you've got them and you're in there and you're worried about balance and uh, whether I'm inflamed or I'm not... That's where people think, well, I feel fine. You can't feel inflammation. Right. All right. I mean, things might not work right if you've got um, consistent digestive issues, mm-hmm. detoxification issues. Sleep can be a, um, poor sleep can be a um, side effect of inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. The liver in particular, when the liver's not running well, uh, the detoxification is impacted, which sleep is impacted, recovery is impacted, um, reproduction is impacted. All these things play into that. Right. So... You know, uh, what can I do? The idea is reduce your exposure, reduce your mm-hmm. inflammation levels. And inflammation, that's a whole other conversation. We can talk about the strategies on how to remain as little inflamed as possible. But we know that for furniture, mm-hmm. take care of your business there. Vent, plants, um, baking soda, um, and then the filter in your house. Right. Kind of take that stuff off. We talked about all the cosmetics, mm-hmm. the soap, the shampoos. Now, you found something about this regard to nails. Yes. So they were saying that, um, and I checked on different sources, that um, people who work in a nail salon, what they're finding is they have acute disorders that they are tying strictly to the chemicals that these nail salons are using. So acute, sorry, acute chronic disorders. Not, and what there's not cute like it's a cute thing. No, I, <laughs> exactly. No, but one of the funniest things that I was as I was kind of doing the research on this is it was like you know how you walk in and it's like oh my gosh this nail salon smells like chemicals. It's like congratulations, legit. It is you're chemicals. Breathing in <laughs> chemicals, and it was like basically, what is the cost of vanity? 
Like, Ooh, can you really not buy like a tool and get rid of your calluses and buy some a healthier ver- it's not healthy a um we'll say organic lotion for lack of a better word why can't you take care of it yourself and that's just to reduce your the time you spend in there exactly so one thing you're already putting on chemicals when you get all fancy exactly but two when you go sit and get your pedicure i can't even get into what you're breathing when people are scraping off and that whole Ooh, process let's not even cover I mean, that it, that one's it, gonna that make that me sideways but um you're saying walking in there is a hazard. Walking in there is a hazard. And I've been into a couple of those with you. Mm-hmm. The ventilation's not awesome. Oh my gosh, it's not at all. <laughs> it's not like they've got an air fan sucking that no, stuff out of there. And they're not. And the the articles that I read did not even cover, you know, the tools they actually use. And if they really are cleaning them or just sticking them back in some packaging and sealing them up again, it's saying <laughs> they are not sterile. Right. It's I saying pro- literally. Promise. When you walk in the door and you are smelling chemicals, you are exposed to chemicals just in the air if for nothing else that's a little bit scary that's not good no okay so we're adding more to the list of things to look out for so the other big one in the house that people don't think about is um your water yeah so chlorinated water yeah good for teeth (sighs) bad for the body yeah okay so we talked about um balance and inflammation Mm -hmm. it always comes back to that um gut balance which is you've got this microbiome. You've got this healthy environment that starts from your esophagus all the way down to the exit. All right, all the <laughs> way out to the back door. But at, every, at every level, that's right, <laughs> where you poo, um, at every level of your digestive tract, there exists different castes of cultures. I look at them like it's a, like a, <laughs> a, a middle-class hierarchy of people. I just um, pictured it with like a, the first one gets a crown. That's right. The, the ones at the bottom are the ones that work in the bottom of the ship shoveling the coal. And the ones at the top are like the captain and the, exactly. uh, all the bosses. But f- from the moment you consume something, your, your good gut biome is there to create balance, destroy anything in your body that's not supposed to be there, and keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, when you eat, things or do things that compromises that uh, right. digestive process from from the top to the bottom you end up with inflammation mm-hmm. and you end up with poor digestion poor immune system poor um, serotonin which is your mood everything bad comes out of bad gut and f- interesting things too like eczema yes like acne all the stuff that um people can equate a lot of the time to just oh it's hormones and that's just you know oh when it's cold out then my eczema acts up but it's like no a, a week of processed foods absolutely inflammation so inflammation gut inflammation so when we're getting into water that's where i'm kind of circling back with this mm-hmm. chlorinated water if you consume a lot of tap water in the house it actually kills the good bacteria that you need and Yikes. so you're being a good fitness person and you're getting in your 120 ounces of water all day but it's coming out of the tap you're actually doing more damage to your gut than you would think and people are like, so you know, this one's for the folks that are like, I got you covered. I got a water filter. Yeah. The longer you spend in the shower, 10 minutes in a shower, because the chlorine is vaporized, mm-hmm. you breathe it. So 10 minutes in the Ugh. shower is the equivalent to eight full glasses of chlorinated water. Because your skin is an organ. In a hot shower, the pores are open. It is now vaporized, and you absorb it straight in. You're making me paranoid now. Yeah. So we had a funky <laughs> filter on this shower for a while. But the, the, the best system is to get a whole house filtration system and get the chlorine out Mm -hmm. um we don't act enough on this and i'm primarily tap water i'm i don't need fancy water i'm not a fancy water guy (laughs) but when you start looking into 
All right, so my age is heading up there. Do I really want to keep having to fight to maintain good health? Or can I set the conditions in my environment where it's I'm kind of helping myself out? Yep. Yeah. All right, so showers are bad mojo. Um, mm. 10 minutes or more in a real hot shower, you breathe it, and it's absorbed very quickly quickly through the skin. Mm-hmm. And two, um, be careful with those water filtration systems. Like if you've just got one on your tap, most of them come with like a little filter or something or... What is what would be in like those you know like those little pods where it's like replace your carbon filter or whatever they're sure, called like a coffee pot exactly those also serve a purpose so I had a conversation once with somebody that said they think that those types of filters or whatever are marked to expire because the company wants you to spend more money so it's like a marketing ploy stop being so cheap but my question for that is uh, like. Isn't it worth it? So even if it is a ploy, which I don't believe at all that it is in some instances, if something, if a filter looks different than it once did, and mm-hmm. you can see a new one, and it's got some extra special things in it, it's probably worth taking a couple bucks. It's working. And making sure you're healthy. So a carbon filter is a good, they show up in the coffee pots because people are like, put a good carbon filter in it. So <laughs> coffee right. tastes great. Everything else you drink tastes like garbage. <laughs> But the scary thing with filters is that if you don't change them regularly, they end up becoming just this glom Mm -hmm. of nasty. Right. Okay, so now instead of having diluted toxins all in your water every once in a while, you've got one big ball in your filter that never gets replaced. Gross. So if you've got a filter in your fridge and you're just too lazy to go change it out, Mm -hmm. that thing could be getting you sick. Freaky. That or get rid of it. Some of those fridges will still work. Take the filter out and just drink straight water instead of... um, just some not really filtered toxin filtered bomb water. that's yeah, every time your kids go and get ice out of the fridge you know you're poisoning them right isn't this fun so <laughs> um okay so a couple other points um so babies mm-hmm. do you think they're born well or do they born are they born with problems Oddly enough, I actually know the answer to this. You do. So I, I, kind of I know. It. It's, you can't even stump the chump here. No. So the babies are born out of the womb, can they, and they did this with a test on the umbilical cord. Right. Um, over 200 toxins. Mm-hmm. And the babies are born already with enough endocrine disruptors in their system mm-hmm. to impair development. So we've already <sighs> got the whole, is the vaccine thing smart? Is vaccining going to make my kid autistic? Right. That's the very overt, external, obvious thing. People are like, I'm not going to give my baby shots. Mm-hmm. But because mom hung out in weird places during pregnancy, the baby was absorbed with everything. The kids already got problems. Right. You know, the, the vaccine thing is a real concern. But Certainly. now you've got babies that, from the beginning, got 200 known chemicals in them from mom. Which, here's another fun little factoid. Moms usually say, well, I don't know what's going on. My first pregnancy was awesome. I, I felt know. great. I was euphoric. So the reason for that, because mom used the baby as a toxin dump. Isn't that freaky? The baby ended up being an extra filter in the womb. And mom's like, being pregnant's awesome. That's why the second one sucks, because you've already freaky? detoxified. Um, but the life, a life's worth of toxins get transferred to the baby. Um, and that's usually why there's that kind of euphoric, uh, my pregnancy was awesome. Uh-huh. Of course it was. I uh, if I had a placenta in a place to dump my toxins, I'd feel pretty good too. If you had a placenta, <laughs> I I have nothing to say to that. That's okay. You don't I'm need not, to. I, you're not supposed to finish that I up. think I'm checked out now. Okay, so 
the the big I had a placenta. <laughs> the big thing with uh, babies um, and where a lot of it comes from is a lot of it's BPAs, mm-hmm. and you you you're very familiar with BPAs. We we attacked this a long time ago. Yep. So, where's the the greatest exposure risk to BPAs? Plastic. That's right. In particular. Ooh. Though oh the um, water bottles. Water How about bottles. I just think about in case there was a new one and then you were trying to stump me? So the, there's numbers on the bottom of the bottles. Right. Um, it's got that recycled triangle mm-hmm. and it goes from one to five. Mm-hmm. One is the weakest form of plastic, which means it's very likely going to leak chemicals into your water. Right. And when you expose heat to them, so you leave in the car while you go to the beach Ugh. or you go do your shop and you come back in, the car's hot, the bottle's hot, you drink your water that you left in there. Right. Any chemical in that... Uh, container will transfer to the water oh yeah i have a um cousin who was in well i have two that are in the medical field and one of them had said that she attended this seminar that was particularly on plastic and the effects of what heat does to it and i remember her saying to our whole family if there is nothing else in the entire world that you do don't leave plastic in your car at any point when the temperature reaches even a warm temperature in your car. And she mm. said, really, don't ever do it anyway, because you don't know if the sun's going to come through. But she's like, if there is no other lesson that you take away, stop leaving plastic in the car. It's terrifying or in a hot area in your house. So where I see this a lot in the gym is that people keep reusing the gallon jugs. They now make those oh, out of a different classification of plastic. So right. where they're, they won't leach. But to see someone carrying the same bottle over and over and over again... For- weeks you're sucking the chemicals right out of right. it which is why the bottles become brittle by the way yep the, and the, com- the com- compounds of the of the, the of the thing has changed the, exactly. the bottle's not the same no so when you are looking on the bottom of the bottles um plastic containers anything you've got at the house mm-hmm. they are numbered one to five mm-hmm. five i think is the safest mm-hmm. um those ones you can you're not supposed to we'll get into that in a second but they will withstand heat right um don't cook in any plastic. I, know. I was going to say, don't just don't do it anyway, even if it's considered like safe. Yeah, don't do it. So four is usually most milk cartons. Um, five is the high-end stuff like your blender bottles, your shaker bottles. Right. They should all be fives. Um, but BPAs do transfer. And if you do have plastic in the house, mm-hmm. we work real hard not to do this every once in a while. We're pretty hard not to do it. Keep all plastic out of the microwave. I can't, the, honestly, I can't remember the last time we did do it. Well, you know where it gets us is um, cellophane wrap. Yeah. Can't let it touch your food. So you're if right. you got that in the microwave and you're zapping it, anything that's in the, the, the cellophane might end up in the food. Right. Um, now with BPAs, we were also talking, there's another big place that people can get BPA transfer and they don't really pay attention to it. And that's receipts. There was, there was something that came out... Um, of course, uh, the government tried to poo-poo it and be like, oh, it's not so important. You know, it's the, the exposure is very low. And it's only, it's really coming out of like the big warehouse shopping centers where you've got the um, the cashiers and that person that checks your receipt every day. And they're yes. standing there without gloves on. And every day they're touching the chemicals. For hours and hours and hours. Yeah. You absorb it. And because the government says, oh, it's just a trace amount, it doesn't matter. Just remember, 40 years ago, it was okay for pregnant mothers to smoke. Right. I mean, the government came out and said that was cool, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so don't handle receipts. The heat transfer um, receipts actually do have some levels of BPA on them if you keep touching them. 
working with them, some of the inks on newspapers, it, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Oh, I don't think newspapers is bad. I don't want to go too far with that one. I don't think that one's nearly as risky as uh, just the heat receipts. transfer people as mm-hmm. receipts. So the next time someone hands you a receipt, no thanks. Yep. We always grab it by the back, throw it right in the garbage, don't bring <laughs> it home. Do. So I'm super paranoid about receipts. <laughs> if um, anybody saw us walking through a store, they'd be like, man, they're weird. You, Why are they holding that receipt me a, in that little corner? You could have handed me a dollar with a turd on it. That's what that is to me. It's like, don't hand that to me. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> now, obviously, um, if you're super dry skin, supposedly, if you're using like uh, Purell, mm-hmm. you use hand cleaner and then grab a receipt, yeah. it absorbs faster. Yep. So the wetter or uh, softer your hands are, especially if you've got lotion and everything else, and then you touch those receipts, it goes right in. Exactly. Be mindful of it. And uh, BPAs are uh, the xenoestrogens. Right. And that's the endocrine disruptor. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's what we're trying to track. Um, how do you get rid of it? So you've got toxins in your body. And remember, the body's got no way to, other than the normal system of detoxification, which is exhaling, sweating, um, urinating, passing waste, um, and then sweat. I think I right. said them all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Saunas can help. Mm-hmm. Infrared saunas can help. And then you've got kidney detox and liver detox that might help. Right. Um, but once you've got it, you do want to identify if your hormones are firing the way they're supposed to, if everything's supposed to be mm-hmm. the way they are. Um, as far as inflammation tests, we've talked about the mediated release test in the past, but you can find out if there's any food influences that are mm-hmm. giving you body problems. Um, and then you've got your whole water house system to help kind of reduce exposure. Exactly. Yep. Um, I think one of the cool things too, that I was reading up on is, um, so food, which we'll just touch on very lightly. I think most people understand, um, that foods can have toxins in them, especially like canned foods. Canned food has BPAs, that's right. Yes, and then um, processed food as well. And the three that come up over and over and over again are the three that I think most people can find in their houses. So it's sausage, bacon, and hot dogs. Mm. And there was another, (laughs) they're so delicious. Um, But there was a study that I looked and then I started digging around a little bit that's saying just those three things, if they're a common part of your diet, and you go and you go to the doctor and they they run tests on you just by taking those three out uh-huh. and replacing those with fresh foods that aren't as tasty. Yeah. And then you go get retested. They're finding that like blood panels are reading better and just by taking those three foods out. Just by those three foods. And what were they again? Sausage. Yep. Yum. Bacon. Okay. Yum. And hot dogs. Just those three. No, it's nitrites. Yes. Or nitrates. Yes, it is. So Nit- so I always get nit- nitrite. Nitrite. They're different. So it's nitrates with nitrates. an A. Um, and again, those lead to, we didn't even get into processed food. It seems like we talk about food more than anything. So this was more about chemical. Oh, yeah. But don't you think that food is, but food, I think, is a one that a lot of people understand. That's where most people think they're good. I mean, let's go into turkey bacon. Oh, yeah. I don't eat regular bacon. I eat turkey bacon. If, if it's f- processed food, right. it causes inflammation. I also want to know where the bacon comes from on a turkey. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, there, there's no place to cut bacon strips off of a turkey. Off of a turkey. Um, if it's got more <laughs> than two or three ingredients in it, mm-hmm. let's not get into the preservatives. I mean, no. if you look at something that's got a whole side panel of ingredients, right? Um, they're chemicals. Right. Your body doesn't understand how to process all chemicals. Mm-hmm. The FDA says, oh, it's good to go in small amounts. Don't worry about it. But we're not talking about small amounts. We're mm-hmm. talking about you eating something over three or four decades of your life. Um, 
that causes problems. Right. And remember, we want to reduce inflammation and toxicology or toxic, toxic exposure, reduce our toxic footprint at home. Right. Um, if not for you, your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you can hit this early because they're already born with some developmental concerns when they do have 200 known chemicals in their body, but then mom and dad keeps bringing crap home that just contributes to the problem. Right. Um, one more afterthought with cosmetics, and it was an interesting um, little bit, is that the the only thing that goes through government approval on cosmetics is the coloring, is the dyes. That's freaking sick. Well, how about this? If there's been some publications that says there may be a concern with this product, but there are no recalls on cosmetics. No. So if you're using something, it's not FDA regulated. No. Um, only the chemical, uh, the chemical composition of the color or the dye is. So if there's a dye in there that's a no-go, they can just pull that thing out. But everything else within that product can cause problems. And the government's not going to yank it off the shelves because they don't monitor it. That's that's lovely. That's right. That's why you've got (laughs) the organizations like the Environmental Working Group. There are no advocates looking out for you. Right. It's sure as hell not the government. Right. Um, you got to be smart and just assume that being on the shelf doesn't mean it's good for you. No, exactly. And you've seen a huge thing with me where I started actually looking into all of that stuff and mm-hmm. I got rid of a, a ton of makeup and I don't I don't wear anything on my actual face. I only wear stuff on my eyes. Um, so I didn't have to go through a, a massive swoop of, of, yeah, I mean, it's like, for me, it's three ingredients and three ingredients, three products, <laughs> <laughs> three ingredients, three products three every flavors. day. Um, but they're still scary. So it's like just, be mindful. There's things you can do. Be but mindful. I don't, uh, honestly, I don't think it's. Don't, don't assume oh. that since you're in a, uh, either a big new house or a brand new house with brand new furniture, you're right. like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Uh, the furniture stores are terrible. Most of it is imported. The plastic is dangerous. The right. chemicals and the, the, the venting, we talked about the gases, yep. um, everything that you have, particularly the new people, because mm-hmm. it hasn't had a chance to vent or dissipate, dissipate, dissipate mm-hmm. off of the product. Right. Um, just be smart. Exactly. And then um, the other cool thing that, and you know, again, looking at multiple sites and everything that I found are there are the five things that you should pay attention to if you make a change in your diet or bring something into your house or you've moved to moved to a new house or a new state. If you have changes in your gut and digestive problems, changes with your skin, with cognitive Changes with uh, cognitive... Um, like brain fog. Brain fog, thank okay. you. If you start to develop bad breath, or if you have <laughs> joint pain, they were saying that you could be exposed to a new toxin or toxins that your body has never been exposed to before. Oh, wow. So just be... Pay attention to your body. Exactly. Don't blow off things, you know, and if you have suddenly developed headaches... Don't just blow it off as something. Think about kind of what you may have brought into your home or into your life that was never there before. Most most people truly devalue the impact of just food right. and simple things like cologne. Right. You have constant migraines. It could be a it could be a cosmetic. Absolutely. You know, you, you're eating lean, healthy turkey bacon. It yep. could be the nitrates in turkey yes. bacon and. You have to assess everything. Oh, yeah. How about our good friend who was chewing gum and stopped chewing gum, and next thing you know, there's no migraines because there there's was the an aspartame. ingredient yeah, there's aspartame. in the gum that, I mean, who doesn't want to chew gum? Yeah. But it's, pay attention to everything you're doing. Not 
the point of this is not to really make you paranoid. It's just to make you be aware. Don't just blow off things. You know, you you suddenly developed a eczema on your legs or something. Don't don't blow it off and just think it's, you know, I went out to dinner and ate this one thing and oh my gosh, now I've got an eczema problem. Just just become aware. So you it's your story. You did have problems. Oh, I did. And once we got certain things out of your diet, because yes. it was food related. Yes. And sometimes people look at it as like, well, it's just an allergy or it, it's just the weather no. or it's something simple and insignificant when in truth, your body's trying to tell you something. Exactly. Whatever you're doing right now is wrong. Right. So listen to the small little signs. Yes, always. And um, take action. If so You might need to do a reboot and just say, I'm not going to use one chemical in my house for two weeks. Exactly. Um, I'm only eating live and fresh food for the same two weeks. You want to give yourself a chance to detoxify? Cut out all the crap for your family in two weeks and watch the behaviors change, the sleep change, the brain fog go away. All that stuff will improve. I put a dollar on it. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll walk away better in two weeks. You'll be like, I don't know what the heck I was eating, but I feel fantastic. Oh, yeah. The problem then is figuring out which one of them was the offenders. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that's that's another topic. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk about that sometime on how you would you may actually know what the offenders are. That'd be cool. I have oh, some yeah. ideas on that one. I love it. Okay. All right. So you eat eat fresh and live foods. Yes. With um, the fewest amount of ingredients possible. Avoid <laughs> plastic as much as you can. Definitely don't cook with it and oh, don't God. recycle water bottles. <laughs> exactly. Um, put plants in your house. I'm going to caveat that with as long as you don't have pets who should not be around plants. Because I think there are some plants. Check them mm-hmm. if you've got pets to make sure that they can't sleep. That's a different topic, yeah. But um, <laughs> well, we're the plant house of death because we are. there's only one of us with a green thumb, and it's not the one that's not talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me off track. All right, so eat fresh and live. Um, decrease use of plastic. Certainly, never stick plastic in a microwave. Try not to. Um, keep plants at home yep. as long as it is safe for your human babies and fur babies. As many as possible. Exactly, and consider installing a water filtration system. Perfect. Get the chlorine out. Uh, no more breathing it. Exactly. And um, check all the products that you use on your body. And I'm going to take that one step forward um, to say, do your research on things like candles, air fresheners, and stuff like that too. Oh, we didn't even get into those plugins. Yep. Yeah, um, the Glade plugins are also pretty bad. Exactly. Even though we might have some in some bathrooms because <laughs> yeah. people are gross. Yeah. They're yeah. Funky, but, but just just be. We all, I feel like we always say do your research, but it really is important to do your research. But we, we do these conversations so that you guys can get a shortcut. Exactly. There wasn't one resource that we ever read that gave us all the answers. I wish. This is this was dozens of sites between the two of us. Yep. Um, start with EWG org. We talked about that one. Great site. And Mercola. He's a doctor, Doctor Mercola. If you mm-hmm. want to go get the true hell scared out of you, go to that dude's website because everything's trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you if you go out there, you can at least get some leads on where to do your research. Um, and then he does um, fear mail every mm-hmm. day, so he can drop more. You're going to die mm-hmm. today in your inbox. <laughs> so in conclusion, everything around you is trying to kill you. Right. Everybody and everything's trying to kill you, <laughs> even your hot dogs. All right. Perfect. Um, we have a guest coming on this week. So um, our next show, we actually have... Um, I'm so excited about this one. It's nutrition-based, but we've got a really great show coming up this week. Um, I'm so excited. We're going to get more into food production yeah. and um, what you can cut out as BS and what you really need to pay attention to. Oh, yeah. That's all it's, we'll say. 
That's it. That's Ooh, it. It's a teaser. It is. It's, it's a, our first teaser. It's our very first. So we're growing up. <laughs> awesome, guys. So nice work. Um, pay attention. I hope you guys get something out of this. Yep. Remember, um, we're trying to impact our community. We could use your help. Um, please share, like, if you can drop a comment, we might even get you some swag. So Ooh. get a comment uh, out there. It's a pain in the butt. I couldn't tell you how to do it, but we need more follow-up. Um, more than anything, oh, we want to make sure we're doing a good job. Yep. So leave, like, and uh, subscribe. All and that subscribe. fun stuff. All right. We love you guys. Uh, right. Stay true. <laughs> stay true. Stay true. Stay true. All right. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.